0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the November 24th edition of the Game by Show podcast. Guys, it's November 24th. My name is Legrand. I'm joined today by Jeremy and Dale. Hello. November
1: 24th. Be with you. I can't believe it's already so far into November. Can you believe
0: that? Like this week is Thanksgiving for us as Americans. I can't believe that. I've
2: invited Baby Yoda to my Thanksgiving this year. He is coming to mine. Is everybody else, Yeah, everybody else go to hell. He's coming to my Thanksgiving.
0: Oh. Okay. Yep. You can have him.
2: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, he's <laughs> he's coming. I'm gonna stuff him. He's. Uh, are like, you
0: guys gonna get Baby Yoda toys?
2: You know, I actually told no. I told my kids, I told them, uh, you know, before Mandalorian episode three came out, I said, uh, "Hey, by the way, they changed the name of the show to The Adventures of Baby Yoda because nobody liked the Mandalorian character." And my <laughs> oldest was like, "Really?" <laughs> For like a hot second, they believe me. <laughs>
0: how many co- how many like Halloween costumes are we gonna have next year? If I mean, if Halloween Sexy was. Baby Yoda if Mandalorian would have come out in like July like we would have
2: all the babies would be dressed as Yoda would be the new baby name for 2019
1: baby (laughs) Baby
0: Yoda it's still good this is our son baby Yoda
1: yo yo yo
0: yo. that's a great song how many uh, how many little girl little like four year old girls are named Daenerys not knowing that she was the villain all it's so funny
2: I was thinking about that like just (laughs) this weekend I was like haha you suckers
0: (laughs) yeah big time suckers
2: or even worse is Khaleesi
0: oh yeah that that sounds like a very super Utah thing to do because oh, nobody yeah. in Utah would understand.
2: Oh yeah, but see the thing is in Utah County it would be like it would be like K A Y L. No, we'll start with a Q. We'll yeah, Q, a Q yeah yeah. Q A Y L E E S E E. E E S E E just Go by Cali. Yes <laughs> there's, <Yeah.
0: laughs> there's six letter E's in your first name. <laughs> if
2: you have six letter E's in your first name, you might be from Utah County, Utah.
0: Yeah. Sounds about right. Sorry, Utah County. Not sorry yeah. at all. No.
2: I know they're listening. Utah County, I know you're listening. It's like get six, your act
1: together. Six E's in your name, but it's still pronounced Aiden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is 100 percent accurate. They, like, you have no idea. I mean, there's got to be like studies. It's really, it's really freaking weird. Uh,
2: how did we get here? The world is broken.
0: Yeah, Utah County is broken. How about that? Yeah. All right. The rest I, of the world's fine. I'll allow it comparatively. Yeah, comparatively. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys. um... Let's get this news rolling. Tell
2: yeah. That. Yeah. I know. No, no further ado. We're getting right into it. And the first yep. thing we're going to do is we are going to completely uh, undermine my prediction from last week's show. I told like, you it was
1: going to happen. <laughs>
0: it is my favorite freaking thing that we had that episode last week it and was, then like two days later.
2: It was literally before we even published it. Suddenly I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. Because I, so we talked about Half-Life uh, to be every am sorry, Half-Life. Uh, yeah. Half-Life 2 being 15 years old. And uh, we kind of talked about the impact of it and, you know, kind of what it meant for the future. And I boldly, like a like a boss, predicted that that Valve would never return to the Half-Life franchise. <laughs> and so, of course, <laughs> right uh, yeah, exactly. They, they knew they knew they were waiting for me. I knew it. those sons of anyway, uh, Half-Life Alex is a thing, and uh, it is a prequel to Half-Life 2 uh, starring Alex Vance, who we talked about a little bit on that episode. She's. The sort of um, I don't know what second protagonist I guess the the
0: she's your your sidekick in episode or in Half Life Two yeah
2: yeah she's Eli Vance's daughter and she's kind of a kind of kicks some butt uh, and the real spin to this is that it is going to be a VR exclusive game. Which is bold. That is that is really you know some brass balls on Valve uh, doing that. Uh, Reaction seems to be fairly positive though. Very positive. I'm I'm really
0: surprised. Yeah, same. It's probably ninety percent. Wait, you're surprised
1: people wanted a new Half-Life game?
0: No, the people aren't bitching about the VR. Yeah, that's the thing. So there
1: are. I I know there are some. But there are some
0: that. Not compared to the amount of positive. Even people are saying like, well, this is awesome. I'm glad there's a new Half-Life. Guess I might be buying yeah, VR. I'm going to go like, get that's, VR. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the response rather than anger or... Right. Like, why yeah, would I they mean, bother I'm doing this VR? There's, there's more people saying, I guess I'm buying VR to play this than people that are saying, screw Valve. Exactly. Exactly. There's more of that.
2: So uh, Half-Life Alex will be released in March on Steam. It's going to be a PC VR thing. It'll work with all of the PC, Valve Index, Oculus Rift, Vives. Um, Anything I guess, that
0: works on Steam VR. Yeah, I Which was. Which is sort basically of, everything at this point.
2: I actually saw that one of Samsung's headsets would would work with it. Oh, I, I
0: saw those—the Samsung uh, Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. Yeah. It's called? Yep, I think they're that's actually the one. pretty cheap. They're like three hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: exactly. So here I am thinking, like, maybe they should just port it over to you know, like Oculus Quest, because that's kind of where I'm thinking. Have right they said? Now. Well, did what, you know
0: you can do that though?
1: Have they said what the preferred control method will be?
2: Uh it's gonna be the gestural cause it's like free so the thing is Alex you, you control her with the like a couple of gestural controllers. So she's a pair of hands, essentially, that that operates in the world of Half-Life. So you like Is that pick all she up, has to
1: use, Jeremy? It's just a pair j- of hands. Just a pair of <laughs> hands.
2: Hey, my eyes are up here. <laughs> Uh, but, but actually it was kind of cool cause it showed like, uh, these, these Alex hands, you know, grabbing, uh, like a, a shotgun, like a shotgun pistol and then loading individual shells into it in the, it kind of, kind of some like weird... rummaging
0: through like a bookcase. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. I don't know if they're going to. I mean, usually in in Half-Life games, that stuff is sort of just garbage that, you know, there's not really anything good to it. You know, you pick up pick up ammo laying on the ground. But in this case, it seems to be that there's it seems like they're trying to make some more connections to the nitty gritty stuff in the world, it seems like.
0: Well, and Um, and that's kind of like the strength that VR lends to games in general, like. Just you want to look at stuff, yeah. You don't presents. kind of cruise past things, and, yeah. And that's, that
2: shelf in front of you, it's like, ooh.
0: Did you guys end up watching the uh, the Jeff Keighley interview he did with the developers? Did you guys watch through that? It's like about a twenty minute watch, I believe. No,
2: is it? An, I know that he did the final minutes of Half Life Two. This is something new then that he did.
0: He's he is doing another release, the final hours of Half Life. Alex. And so in doing so, he's been, so he's been, he's known about this for like the last several years, Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley holding out on us. I know, right? And so he's been basically documenting this from the beginning, but at the same time that this was released, he also released, or that that was announced. So on the same day it was announced, he released a, about a 20 minute interview with three of the lead developers, producers, designers, who knows, three of the lead guys on the game where they talked about, you know, why VR, you know, what they expect and And I guess what happened is uh, they – you should watch the interview, first of all, because it's fantastic. It's a really good insight into development.
1: Did he ask why did it take so long?
0: Um, No. And that's the weird part is because they like like, started just experimenting with VR. Just like, hey, what can we do with this technology? And so they started coming up with like these demos and they actually took like some old Half-Life 2 assets and started kind of experimenting with the technology and seeing, okay, what can we do with this? How can we like extend this, take this to the next level? And – and then they like decide, okay, well, let's, let's make a VR game. What should we do it on? And they had, they hadn't decided on Half-Life yet. And so they like kind of went through all their ideas, kind of brainstormed about it. And ultimately they landed on Half-Life because, you know, what th- what they thought is like, there's, a, there's a few things that, you know, Half-Life has always been about. It's always been about the exploration. It's been about the narrative. It's been about the, the gameplay and, and vaguely story. scariness and scariness. Yeah. Um, And so they thought, well, VR is exactly what – that's exactly what VR is all about. It's all about the exploration. It's all about the presence, you know, the narrative. Um,
2: You you know, something that I find low-key fascinating about this is that we've been seeing for the past few years an exodus of writing people from from Valve. And we've been thinking like, oh, they're going to be focusing on the Steam storefront. Oh, they're going to be doing, you know – Card games and stuff like that. I mean, Chet Faliszek left Valve in 2017. Mark Laidlaw left in 2016, and this would have been right about the time that they maybe started making the would decisions. have started that? Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, f- I find that kind of interesting.
1: Didn't like Eric Wolpaw like recently yeah, Eric Walpaw, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Like, isn't that weird that they would be doing this, but then all of their writers would be leaving? Who was and you'd it think that posted they
1: would- the like? Here's the cliff notes of Half Life Three stuff.
2: Oh, oh, that was
0: a was that a Kutaku?
2: That was, no, it was one of Kutaku. those guys that, was, that had it, left Valve. It, Yeah, it was some, and they, and they, they kind of circulated it around and it was, uh, it was all right. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Anyway, I just thought that's kind of interesting because, you know, we would assume that that would mean like, oh, they're not doing any of this stuff, but maybe they're, maybe the writing's just going to be really bad. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, who knows? You really only
1: need one person to write a game, right?
2: Yeah, that's true. One person makes makes all of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So it's like I said, it's basically a prequel. So Alex is uh, sort of um, going through City 17. uh, The, you know, the combine is already there. And um, and and it seems like back. Yeah, G man is kind of G man. Yeah, yeah. His wrinkles are (laughs) looking pretty good. He's sneering again. Uh, and, and it seemed to me like she would, Alex would be sort of in search of some sort of super weapon that would help to to fight the Combine, which um, you know maybe Pretty that's gravity kind of gun, harking forward to like a gravity, yeah, zero point energy manipulation. Well, she has tool. that
0: that glove. The glove had like is like gravity gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they talked about that in the interview. Um, just about. You know, that. So that's how the gravity gun is present mm-hmm. in this game. Because, you know, like, for it. example, when he throws the gun out the window in the trailer, she, like, sucks it to her hand. And she also steals the grenade from the combine guy with her gravity. Gravity so she, hands. Like, yeah, holds out the gravity hands and sucks the grenade from the bad guy. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm really, I am super freaking excited for this game. The Mostly because, well, as everyone knows, I've been a VR guy since the beginning. I had the first Oculus. I had the first Vive. Um, I have a PlayStation. I've I've all all the things, and so I've been all in on this stuff. And I'm really excited to finally get, finally, a a studio like Valve has been able to say, okay, it's time to actually push this genre and push this platform forward. Let's dump resources. Let's make a triple A title built from the ground up with all the technology that we can provide. Let's pour money into it to kind of really kickstart VR. And whether or not this is a, a commercial success, at the very least, I have a feeling that it will potentially you know excite people to the vr platform in general and hopefully we can get more more development like this on board because up to this point you know stuff like pistol whip and those types of games there's other like narrative experiences and and resident evil 7 was fantastic but ultimately that was just you know you in resident evil 7 right like a spook alley exactly and uh and so I'm really excited for something where a, a, finally a big studio is pouring a lot of money and resources into building a AAA VR experience narrative game from the ground up. And so I'm really excited to see what you know Valve can come really what they do with the the platform. Like what you know what what can they do that hasn't been done, and how can they you know take the Take it to the next level you yeah. know, in VR.
2: Well, speaking of platform, the platform that you're going to be running this on, it better be pretty beefy. The uh, requirements seem to be rather high. The re- processor required is a core i5 or Ryzen 5 1600, 12 gigabytes of RAM and a GTX 1060 or an RX 580 with six gigs of VRAM, which uh, I don't know if anybody's keeping track of computer specs, but those are, those are not, those Six are not gigs light. of
1: VRAM is pretty high.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just kind of be aware that um, there, there's going to be a little bit of a technology leap there, so. Well, speaking of Jeff Keighley, uh, we have another platform that is uh, rapidly approaching the 2019 Keighleys, the Game Awards. We have some nominees here for Game of the Year and Death Stranding for all the categories. Yeah. Brought to you by Jeff Keighley. (laughs) Brought to you by Jeff Keighley. Hideo Kojima. And his bro. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the Keeleys uh, are going to be airing again in what? December, probably. I, I actually don't have the date here. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're coming up. Uh, the, let's just run through a couple of the nominees here. So for Game of the Ye- Game of the Year, we have Control from Remedy, which is uh, excellent. I actually probably need to talk about that at some point on the show here. Uh, Death Stranding, of course. Resident Evil 2 Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Kind of a weird one. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm. Yeah, oh, I don't know. That's fine, kind of a weird whatever. choice. Uh, and choice. Hey, have played that one. Yeah, he's played played this one too. Smash. Oh, well, there you go. So Dale can be on the voting panel. Um, Action Game of the Year includes stuff like Apex Legends, Astral Chain on on the Nintendo, uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5. Apex didn't
1: make the overall Game of the
2: Year? Heck no. No, surprising.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm pissed off that Hunt Showdown's not on there. I
2: don't know what <laughs> uh and then there's I I don't know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh art direction, let's see, audio design. We're looking to see if there's anything here that's it's, uh, uh
0: December 12th, by the way.
2: Uh December 12th. So just in the next couple of weeks actually, 3 12, weeks will we'll see that one. Yep. Uh I'd, other than that, uh they, they 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 don't seem to have the what was that? Streamer of the Year, or whatever, like Notable they have Game Person. Of the year. Yeah, they I think they may, they changed the name on that though. Um esports coach of the year. That (laughs) is an interesting one. Um, Esports event. There's a whole bunch of esports. There's way too much. There's like seven esports categories. What is going on? Also the uh, family game uh, of the year, which is brought to you completely by Nintendo, like 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Fighting games, Dead or Alive 6. Hunt Showdown probably
0: should have made family game of the year. It's really Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's really pretty amazing. Seems like it's good for
1: kids. Do we think they really need to have the streamer awards on here, and the streamers and the esports coach awards. Esports coach, e- like that whole thing of the esports
2: categories is is really kind of bizarre. The content
0: creator of the year is dumb as hell too. Yeah. yeah,
2: I I
1: don't know that that needs to be on here.
2: Mobile game though, actually, uh, Cyanara Wild Hearts, Grindstone, uh, the the new uh that game company game Sky. Esports Children of
1: host of the year. Esports there's event.
2: Like, esports. Yeah. There's like
0: three. There's like three valid esports at this point. Or here, four maybe. Counter Strike. There's like thing. ten esports Overwatch. categories on this. I know, like all of them.
2: Here's the thing. I suspect that, I mean, when you have a subgenre of video games that fills up actual sporting venues, like to the top, uh, you you know, probably want to try and catch some of that audience maybe, is, is my thinking. Maybe they're just trying to get a little bit more interest from from that crowd, the crowd that likes to watch people play games. Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll maybe talk about our nominees. There's four
0: games represented in all of the esports categories. Hmm. There's CS:GO, League of Legends, Overwatch, Dota 2, Fortnite, and Overwatch. Yeah, I well, guess Fortnite's on there too. Is Fortnite is Fortnite really an eSport? I guess uh, they had an A tournament.
1: Fortnite is up there for <laughs> eSport's game of the year, which is puzzling. I mean, League of Legends. Game, typically, when I think game of the year, I think of something that was like released that year. But I, I guess that doesn't apply here because you got Overwatch, League of Legends, Dota 2, Fortnite, and CS:GO are your eSport's games of the year. And they're, yeah, all, they're all, all like old.
0: four year old. I mean, League of Legends is what, at this point, 10 years old?
1: Yeah. I mean, Dota Dota 2, 2 is just as
0: old. Counter Strike Go is a good eight years old.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I will say that the strategy game of the year category is actually looking pretty legit, but look forward to that being announced off camera, like during a, you know, brought to you by, <laughs> yeah. brought to you by Shake Razor. Uh... What, what
0: about the uh, fresh indie game presented by Subway? Eat fresh, yeah. nerds. I
2: don't know. Uh VRAR game how about this Asgard's Wrath Blood and Truth Beat Saber No Man's Sky kind of an interesting dark horse there and then Trover saves the universe. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll probably be talking about our picks of the year here in the next uh, coming couple weeks here at the Game Bite show. So look forward to the Game bites 2019. Uh, go suck an egg, Jeff Keighley. That's what, that's what we say. Uh, Steam's Remote <laughs> Play Together service launched this week and uh, just kind of a PSA out there for you. Uh, this allows up to four players enjoying uh, sort of the local multiplayer experience remotely online. So we've talked on this show before about Parsec and about other, uh, you know, share play on the PlayStation for. This is PC sort of getting getting a a, a more um, I don't know codified version of this through the steam storefront i've not tried this and um, actually if you're interested in this uh you may also have noticed uh, this week actually by the time you're listening to this it's probably too late but there also was a uh share play together or sorry remote play together sale uh this week with uh just some local co-op games that you could potentially use for that um i still think this is really cool and um and actually in fact the other thing about it is that uh um, you, you can not only, it seems like there were a couple things that you could do with this aside from just uh, sharing control. Oh, the other thing was that it works across platform on the Android and the iOS apps. So you can actually technically be doing this from other platforms. I guess it sort of kind of introduces <laughs> like cross platform play as well, sort of, which is, uh, in my opinion, pretty sweet. So uh, be aware if you haven't tried that, find a friend who's far away and play some local multiplayer games. Rumors have it that there is going to be a Resident Evil 3 remake, sort of a la Resident Evil 2, which was very well received a little bit earlier this year. Uh, there is. Stars. Oh, yeah, Mr. X, Mr. X. That's an Arrested like Development reference.
0: So Mr. X. Oh, uh, sorry. I was
2: thinking about Resident Evil 2. Sorry. I was. I just wanted to make a, an Arrested Development reference, really, is what I was really <laughs> looking forward to. Uh, so, uh, I guess they, they've kind of uh, been floating rumors around this. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, um, mainline press uh, outlets sort of say that they've been aware of it. Eurogamer said that they were kind of aware. And um, this is um, actually a pretty welcome thing. I mean, I think Resident Evil as a series, they've been served really well, I think, throughout their you know, Capcom's handling of that IP, um, re, you know, the, the GameCube remakes of Resident Evil and then you know, Resident Evil Zero were, were really good. Um, Resident Evil four is kind of evergreen and, and they've done a few cool things with that as well. So uh, look forward to this and uh, hopefully it's as good as uh, Resident Evil two was the platform that it might not be coming to is the Google Stadia Uh, which is the hottest new game platform around, and we mean that literally. Apparently, Google Stadia users are saying that the Chromecast, the Ultra, Chromecast Ultra that it works on, is uh, actually starting to overheat, uh, in fact. So we have people talking about playing Destiny 2, and suddenly the Chromecast dies, loses connectivity, uh, went to unplug it from power, and it's just very hot, and a lot of people have actually corroborated this. Uh, Google has indicated that they are... Uh, now, looking into this, they're confirming that there are no thermal overheating issues with Chromecast Ultra. I am not sure what that means. They say that during normal usage, the surface of the device may get warm to the touch, but this is working as designated. Um, and uh, I, don't, I guess right now there's just sort of Hell, a my phone
0: if, heats up when I play games on it. Like, what do we mean by getting hot?
2: Yeah, they need to really quantify this. Like, could you fry an egg on it? Because if not, you know, sit if down. It's,
0: if it's still functional, then that means it's not getting too hot.
2: Right. Well, in this case, the guy said that it actually would you know shut down and disconnect him from games that he was playing. Well, that's so. a problem. then. Yeah, exactly. So we have people who are saying uh, other users, uh, mine is extremely hot and shut off after playing for about 20 minutes. Uh, he's definitely talking about the Chromecast there, not some innuendo. Uh, now it won't even connect to my home account. Definitely talking about the Chromecast. Um, people saying <laughs> they're watching 4K Netflix or playing Stadia. Um, last night I was worried it was going to catch fire because it scared my wife when she accidentally touched it. Uh, definitely talking about the Chromecast. Uh, Where is your Chromecast
0: that you're touching it? Like, oh, uh, what is this little black circle? Yeah, <laughs> I accidentally touch it. Ouch! Uh, I was I was dusting the the end table and and the the Chromecast Ultra was hot to the touch.
2: Yeah, you know, I have to say, I'm not sure if this is a a Stadia issue or more of a Chromecast issue because it seems like people are doing a bunch of other things. Did the Chromecast Ultra Three launch with
0: this? Or I thought. It... The, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It has a new version
1: Chromecast Ultra, is what I've heard.
0: This new one is like mm. a new Chromecast, right?
1: Uh, well, it also
2: doubles as a space heater, apparently. So, anyway, I mean, if you have one of those, uh, you know, make sure to let us know about that. If uh, you accidentally touch it and burn down your house, just uh, just let us know.
0: Have you ever guys ever used the Chromecast before?
1: Yeah, I use a Chromecast. Uh, I actually, did. I used one yesterday in Japan last uh, summer. I used one briefly. Yeah, they okay? Yeah, they're pretty alright. It's uh, they, I mean, what
0: what is the cool selling point of a Chromecast Ultra?
2: Um, for, for me, I've used it for two things. One is like Dale says, it's good for travel. If you can, um, navigate a captive network on, you know, at a hotel or something, it's really good for getting your things rather than having to, you know, buy the movie package at the hotel or whatever, just, you know, pick up on your Netflix or whatever it is that you want to watch. Uh, and it's also good for streaming stuff from uh, my TV. Presumably my, my Bravia says that it will stream from, you know, Chrome tabs or, or whatever, but it kind of, even though it's a big, nice TV, it doesn't seem to have the oomph behind it, whereas a Chromecast will basically stream pretty much anything to it. Um, so it, it has its uses. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Death Stranding, we mentioned a little bit earlier, now out and successful, nominated on all, uh, in, in all genres. In esports all, game, of the eSports game of the Year. Esports Game of the Year. I hear that Death Stranding is Esports Host of the Year this year. Um, all, all of this. And Kojima, now that he has conquered all of the categories of video game nominations, is turning back to horror games. He wants to make the scariest horror game uh, and hopefully not have somebody cancel it basically immediately. Uh, Kojima says via tweets, as to make the scariest horror game, I'll watch the scary movies in order to awaken my horror soul uh okay hold on (laughs) okay wait stay with me It's pretty awesome yeah (laughs) the eye is the thai horror movie i rent when making pt but was too scary to finish watching um the package is scary so i rented the disc only will i be able to finish watching uh so i guess i would say on behalf of all of video gamers everywhere kojima hopefully you can awaken your horror soul and uh (laughs) please lord kojima please to awaken (laughs) Kojima Sama, <laughs> uh, the horror soul, Our
1: horror souls.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, look forward to something from Hideo Kojima. Now that Death Stranding is out uh, and maybe it'll be, I don't know, wacky and horrific. Uh, and then finally, in the news this week, it turns out that if you are a fan of point and click adventure games of yesteryear, as I am and as many others are, you, too, can own the dream home of Roberta and Ken Williams, Sierra Online's founders and essentially creators of the uh text parser adventure game for only a $2.3 million tab. Uh, This is a a, a home that's located in California and uh, this is a... I hear they know um, how to party. Yeah. Yeah. They, in fact, this could be uh, actually it's kind of cool to have pictures of, of this here. Uh, it's all like wooden. It's like this kind of cabin, like sauna looking thing. And I would be willing to bet that that's where the uh, the various homes, um, you know, from from the foyer, there are exits to the east, the northeast and the south. Uh, from there, <laughs> you can go and get key and then go to the uh, the main dining hall. Uh, no, but I
0: actually see that there's got some- a basketball court in it.
2: Yeah, it's got a basketball court. It's got um, it looks like it's got some stained glass with the half dome like the Sierra logo. Uh, which is kind of cool I mean I bet there are some secrets in this place and I think that we should start a GoFundMe to just, I think just you should take everything, everything in the
1: house and try to use it on everything else in the house <laughs>
2: yes exactly and you'll you'll look in cupboard you can't see
0: it's too dark
2: yeah <laughs> I don't know how to get cupboard <laughs> pick up candle <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, anyway I thought this is this is pretty neat and as a big as a big fan I actually was kind of interested just to see the uh, the, the photos of the house uh, just online but uh, yeah pretty neat and if I ever make it uh, in, you know, podcasting and become a, a multimillionaire, you, you bet I'm going to be buying the home of Sierra Online founders, Roberta and Ken Williams. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Uh, folks, that is all the news we've got for this week.
0: All right. Well, tell you what, new releases, man. Not a lot going on. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you, you used the plural there. I think you just meant. Sorry, new releases. I'm kind of Talking in the mood for
1: a console civilization game, LeGrand.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, you don't, you haven't played that since it came out like a year ago on PC?
1: Uh no, you know the last one I played was uh, Civilization Beyond Earth.
0: Civilization Revolution one on the Xbox 360. On been the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> of course. Uh Civ Six. Civilization six is out on consoles, guys.
1: Now who's who's whose Civilization 6 is this exactly?
0: Uh I believe it belongs to uh, Mr. Meyer.
1: Uh, oh of course Mike of course. Myers yeah. that's right Mike yeah. Myers Civilization 6
0: <laughs> sorry Sid Meier Sid Meier's Civilization 6 still got his name on those how could uh, I forget still, still making them yeah uh, that's out guys it's $60 <laughs> play it on consoles get it while it's hot uh, that's it that's all we want to talk about aside from our Uh there's a sweet game that's coming out this week uh, simply called Green Video Games
2: Hmm. Huh. I mean it's me. is multiple video games included in this? I mean is it,
1: are, is it Do you think green, green video, video games, games are good for you?
0: What are the greenest video games you guys have ever played? Uh, Elden All 3? That's Maybe. pretty green. It's pretty yeah. green. Uh Monster Bugs Eat People. All right. That's another game coming out. That seems more like stores. a
2: that seems more like a news headline.
0: Monster Bugs Eat People. Extra. Uh Black 11. Future 88. Black Future 88. I don't know what that's all. That about, also but it sounds, sounds great.
2: like a news headline of today.
0: And the raddest switch game title dot com of all time: Baobabs Mausoleum, Episode Three: Un Pato Un Muerto Burgo, roughly translated <laughs> to "A Duck in Deathburg." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. <in laughs> death town.
2: I I like that uh, The Simpsons reference where they were making movies and uh, Burns wanted to make uh, like a a Ben-Hur or something like that. And they got uh, Steven Spielberg's cheap Mexican counterpart, uh, Steven Spielbergo or whatever.
0: (laughs) Uh, Cool. And that's all that stuff. Uh, Star Citizen has a free fly event coming up for the next 12 days. So up until December 5th, you can... You have to buy a $10,000 ship.
2: That'll be $5, Dale. Uh, No, actually, I... You know, we've been talking... It seems like we were actually just speaking recently about this, and, like, nobody has any idea what's going on in Star Citizen. This is where they're kind of pulling open the kimono a little bit, and I think that all of us should go in here and take full advantage of the Free Fly event this week just to see
1: what's going on. I don't know. Maybe it's cool. Aren't there, like, four different clients for the game, though? Like, there's, like, an FPS one and a Space Shooter one. They were doing something weird like that, right? Or maybe that was
0: what they were doing eight years ago when they started that I have <laughs>
2: no idea that makes me tired I retract I, I don't I'm not interested
0: <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna try it out
2: uh, actually I might I don't know I actually don't even know if I what can if I told
0: you you could play with the move controller I'm
2: all in huh. I'm all I'm downloading it
0: Perfect. now I know exactly how to get the Jeremy you
1: know I could play some elite dangerous instead maybe what
0: if you could play Elite Dangerous with Move controllers in mm. VR? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can mm. VR Elite. Move. I was
0: going to tell you, uh, Jeremy. The Oculus Quest has a new thing. Oculus came out with a new thing called Oculus Link that allows you to connect your Oculus Quest to your PC with the cable, and then you can play Steam VR games with the Oculus. Oh yeah. Quest. All right. Uh, so that's that's an option. I'm there for that. That's how you're going to play Half Life, Alex. Yeah, Alex fans. Hopefully, I hope so uh humble bundles got a fall sale going on until december 3rd there's also a ton of black friday sales going on playstation network has theirs going on best Buy's got some on sale i mean go buy video games it's that time of the year everything's on sale rock and roll steam's probably starting up in the next few days oh yeah i don't know go to any website ever like right now that sells video games and you'll find Uh a lot of stuff on sale
1: or or this week basically any website that sells anything that's true
0: and that's all that stuff all All right
1: well what's our topic this week guys Looks like we're talking about the. Remember the old school Sears Wish Book that was like 500 pages of. Oh, I love the Wish Book. Awesome, you know Christmas all about time the Sears
0: catalog, don't you?
1: Flipping through stuff. Oh yeah, I, I believe me, I have had some times with the Sears Wish Book.
0: I would
2: I would like to tear out individual pages and put them on my wall like posters. I'm I like, tore yeah. out a few individual
1: pages
0: too. <laughs> tore them apart if you could. <laughs> Weird.
1: Um. So. <laughs> so that's really just the intro to the to, <laughs> to the, the actual uh, topic, <laughs> to the Christmas list topic, uh, or our, like uh, you know, wish upon a star sort of thing. Um, right. So there's been a spate of games uh, like um, what what you have Shadow of the Colossus that was a while ago, uh, Resident Evil Two more recently, uh, and a bunch of others that just get a sort of more than HD remake approach to them. Yeah, they more get more like, than a coat of paint. Yeah, they get like rebuilt, you know, uh, you could say they get uh like a like a ship of theseus. They are completely replaced with all new parts, right? But it's but is it is it the same game or not? Any anyway, question. What games would you like to see uh completely remade?
2: I actually have one right off the bat that I didn't think of until just this moment, which is mm-hmm. I feel like since we're talking about redoing things with like a new engine or whatever, I would like to see the old God of War games done with the new God of War sensibilities.
0: Ooh, what
2: do you think of that? Would, would that be cool?
0: Uh, that would be cool. However, hmm,
2: I mean, all yeah, they have—that would be cool. All they'd have to do, because they, they, you know, all the environments were always three D. It was just a fixed camera, so you could theoretically pull the camera back behind the shoulder and just you know, kind of re, I mean, you know, just kind of remodel all of the areas that Kratos goes to and just do, you know, the move sets from those individual games, but just kind of use that different perspective, the, you know, the ultra HD graphics and and that sort of thing. And, uh, I feel like you'd have yourself a pretty good, pretty good from the ground up remake. Uh, I mean, all of the elements of the original God of War games are in the new one, you know, the platforming, you could definitely push some crates if you really had to, um, you know, you I think you could do it. I that would be my my first answer right there.
1: You know what I would like to see remade um and maybe like this time fully realized uh is the PlayStation 1 RPG Xenogears. Dude, yeah. And right. have it, you know, like fully fully make it, but what you do is you go through and you cut out a lot of the kind of like filler content and you would replace that with some of the like actual interesting plot content that they never got around to putting in the game because, like, that game was supposed to be one chapter of, like, a, a saga of, you know, probably, like, at least six or seven chapters, right? Um, and it was centered around these, like, um, like, reincarnated souls that and, and the things that they did through each of their lives, right? Um, and also it had a lot of, like, Psychological mumbo jumbo, philosophical sort of stuff, also. And I think if they were setting out to make that game today, using current technology, not not only current technology but also the more wider band of the acceptable artistic endeavors in video games. I mean, just look at something like Death Stranding, right? Like, um, but not only that, but even things like um, Life is Strange or T- or um what was that game the the wacky narrative uh stanley parable that one. Oh yeah um, like i mean because those those are all games that have pushed the boundaries in one way or another right like um and i think that maybe xenogears if it was made today from the same sort of concept art and like story bible sort of stuff as they did way back in the day that it might come closer to achieving what they had envisioned, and I would just really like to see that.
2: Maybe yeah. maybe give it like an active battle system, like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, you
1: know, it could even keep the battle system it had because it was pretty cool. Um, mm. and it was it was unique as far as like Japanese RPGs go to, or fairly unique. I think maybe Valkyrie Profile was a little bit like it, but yeah, it was. I, it was I think definitely the reality not the is.
0: Fantasy is that a lot of PlayStation one games had a lot of really cool ideas and concepts, but to try to go back and play them now is like next. to Oh yeah. Like, you, you can't play Xeno gears like now. No, game.
1: <laughs> you couldn't, it would be, that I game, mean, functionally dude. it would be impossible to reacclimate to, but not only that, like I said, there was a ton of just filler content in there, like whole dungeons and adventure quest lines that just don't need to be there. Right. Exactly. Um. So yeah. They did a lot of that. Out.
0: They did a lot of that in the PlayStation one era. There seems to be like, Oh, of course you know yeah. it's like hey we have 3d i don't know play this crappy game and or or play this good game but yep. you know they they kind of um and the stuff that i've thought about initially and uh the, the silent hill series is the a series that i really appreciate and it's kind of you know the silent hill one basically controls just like resident evil one um it's definitely a very a very different game but if they remade silent hill you know one two and three um and they did those in like modern era controls, like just exactly what they did with Resident Evil Two, with better you know better graphics and better controls. Um, I mean, Silent Hill Two is one of my all time favorite games on the PlayStation One uh, for sure. And that'd be one that I would, and for the same reason. Like I, I would love to. I love the story of that game. I love the setting. I love the characters. Um, Silent Hill Two had amazing characters. Um, but to go back and experience that again, there's no way that anyone could ever sanely make it through that game especially someone who knew it then like I don't have time to put up with that issue anymore but if they remade it to a playable format like Resident Evil 2 then yeah absolutely I would do that in a second. Mm.
2: Uh, I have one more answer, which is uh, in honor of the MechWarrior 5 closed beta starting up this week for those who pre ordered the game. Uh, I'd like to see all of the MechWarrior games going all the way back to, uh, <laughs> heck, go, go all the way back to MechWarrior 1. Uh, I'd like to see those all remade with uh, on Unreal Engine 4 that they're using oh, for. S- um, similarly,
1: <clears throat> um, I was listening to one of our old podcasts from like about five months ago. And the topic of Ultima, the series came up on that one. Mm. And on that show, I even said, hey, they should just go ahead and remake all those games in a modern engine. And I'll just reiterate that uh, little wish right Acceptable. there. Acceptable. The Ultima I, games? I yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. I
0: agree. I agree. What about with that. Star Control 2?
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs>
2: using the new Star Control engine?
1: Yeah. I, you know I'm what?
2: Sure. I just want to see the Taiwan from Star Control, the new Star Control. I want to see him in everything. I want to see that guy. I need like, to play
0: that game. still. I have it installed. I haven't. I haven't you should do it. Yet.
2: You should find out how moist your friends are. Uh, I don't know that. That's that's really what so I remember moist. from that. Game. Yeah, very moist, very moist. Uh, and folks, if podcasting about video games makes you moist, um, well, I'm with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but I'm sure that there are games out there that you want remade that you'd like to have see redone from the ground up with new sensibilities, new engine, new everything. Uh, let us know all about that stuff. Talk to us in our Discord server. Let us know on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Game Byte Show collectively. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand.
1: And I am at Count Elmdor.
2: Our fourth man, Jared Dun, is at Red underscore I on Twitter. Find him over at Twitch.tv slash Game Byte Show, where we just play all kinds of stuff there a couple times a week. And uh, this coming week, uh, actually, I think it's on me. I believe Jared's out of town, so I need to figure out what I'm playing. Uh, what do you stream on? Uh, Monday nights Monday nights is that Uh, tomorrow it is tomorrow as of this recording that's right but if you subscribe and hit the little bell you'll know when we go live each time Uh, and sometimes we'll stream on Monday or I'm sorry on Fridays during the day when Jared is available for that Uh, I think I'm gonna stream the new Battletech expansion I think it's time I think it's time to do some heavy metal Jeremy Jared's gonna be pissed No, he is gonna be so angry you're gonna do that without him yeah oh yeah oh absolutely I'm gonna do it right in his face right in his (laughs) stupid bald face uh, actually, he's been growing a beard. He's looking all right with that. So if you want to see Jared looking uh, hot like, uh, you know, Kratos, the like the, the villain, like the Jeff Bridges villain from the first <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, okay. Actually, I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or if we just talked about it in uh, like pre-show banter or anything, but Jared growing out at a goatee. He looks like Kane from, from uh, Command and Conquer. Oh, yeah. He looks like he's going to lead the <laughs> legions of Nod to, to, you know, to take over the world. But uh, he's, he's a good looking man. Jared Red-Eyed good looking man. Uh, but uh, you can also find us over at YouTube.com slash Game Show. gamebyteshow.com, where you can find a back catalog of all of our podcasts. Follow Dale's lead. Listen to stuff from five months ago. Listen to stuff from three years ago. It's all good. Still, uh, you know, just give it a sniff. It's probably still, it's not going to hurt you.
0: See if you can find those uh, those ep- those episodes where we talk about Half-Life 2 and the future thereof. And see yeah, what, exactly. See, what you can, yeah. see if our predictions came true.
2: Way back. Last week, when we, we made all those predictions. Like, like four days ago. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on our Discord server. As I mentioned, links to that are in our show notes. And we'd certainly love to have you come join us there and just talk about whatever's on your mind, as well as get some links to uh, cool freebies when we find them, as well as lots of other good stuff. Dank memes. We're doing memes now. Uh, but, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Game Bite Show podcast. We'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about what we've been playing. But until then, this has been your show. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Be seeing you.